You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, come on in, stay a while. Hour one on this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan, that's Dan Patrick Show. A lot of things to talk about today. Get to your emails, your tweets, your phone calls. Got a play of the day, stat of the day. Got a poll question, all of that forthcoming. Say good morning to our streaming partner, the great folks at Peacock. Download that app. You can watch for free. Also, our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup, nearly 400 cities around America. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. I warned you, I warned you again, make sure you get in on the calendar right now because they are going fast, danpatrick.com, and you can pre-order it. We want to make sure we get it to you in time for the holidays. A lot of new products there, new T-shirts, tailgate bundle, we got uh, some more bang biscuits. We got jerky for your puppy. Get uh, Jump on your holiday shopping at danpatrick.com. Odell Beckham Jr. cleared waivers and is now in a unique position. And this is what I thought the game plan was. And if he was able to carry it out, it was going to be a brilliant game plan. He wanted to get out of Cleveland. I don't think he had any problem with his dad co-signing on the video that showed Baker Mayfield not finding his son on the field and a lot of bad throws. And all of a sudden, it's, I'll get out of here. You couldn't trade me. Now I can uh, be released, put on waivers. Nobody's going to pick me up because of my salary. Now I get to pick where I want to go. And that's exactly how this has played out. He has a chance to sign with a team that he thinks has a great chance to win the Super Bowl, although that might be Cleveland. He also could have the opportunity to play with some legendary quarterbacks. That wasn't going to happen in Cleveland. Aaron Rodgers is a possibility. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, I don't know. Throw in Tom Brady. And not that all of these teams can meet Beckham's price tag, but there's more to the story than just working out the financials. Odell Beckham is a sensitive guy. Sensitive to how many times he's going to get targeted. Is he going to go and be the number one receiver? Number two receiver? Number three receiver? He's not going to be number one in places like Green Bay or Kansas City. But it comes down to ego, chemistry, and someone's going to add a very talented player, create one of the more fascinating storylines for the rest of the NFL this season. And I don't know if Tom Brady wants to bring him in. Antonio Brown is slow to come back from his injury. It feels like if you're Aaron Rodgers, let's go all in on it. Now, here's the dangerous part. Maybe dangerous is a, a you know maybe a little hyperbole here. But the danger of this is... If you go to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers leaves, what happens if the Packers franchise tag you? Then you're there with Jordan Love. And then you might be in a similar situation to what you had in Cleveland, a quarterback that you wouldn't have confidence in. You go to Kansas City, you're not going to be the number one target. If you go to Seattle, you're not going to be the number one target. If you go to New England, you will be the number one target. Now, do you want to play with a rookie quarterback? You're going to have a Hall of Fame coach, the greatest coach of all time, but you have a rookie quarterback. But you will be the number one target there. And I think those are things to keep an eye on. Plus, if Odell Beckham signs today, is he going to be able to play this weekend? And we still don't have confirmation on that. Could you guys check maybe with Florio that he would know? We're waiting to hear from the NFL. But if Odell Beckham signs today, let's say with Seattle, is he playing in Green Bay this weekend? Is he eligible to play this weekend? McLovin, what's the poll question you have today? I right, start with Odell. If you were Odell, would you rather be number one target on a good team like the Patriots or number two or three target on a great team? I want to go to where I'm playing with a great quarterback. 
So if it's if it's Tampa, it's Green Bay, it's Seattle, I want to go where I'm going to play with a great quarterback. Yeah. What if it costs you a little bit of money, though, because you'll get less targets, and you know, I guess wide receivers probably get paid for production. So your production goes down, you know, but you win. I would want to be in a position to win a Super Bowl. Antonio Brown did this, played nice, went to Tampa, won a Super Bowl. If I'm Odell Beckham, I would try to do the same thing, but I would want to go where I know that quarterback is not going to be the problem, that, that he'll find me. He has that ability. He has a history. He has a resume. Baker Mayfield didn't have that, didn't feel like they were ever on the same page. I do think that uh, the Cleveland Browns are better without Odell Beckham because of the style of team that they have. I don't know what Seattle's going to be like because as we've watched the last decade, it feels like they're a running team and defense. And then they ask Russ to kind of bail them out in the final you know, five minutes of a game. I don't think Odell Beckham wants to be part of that. Green Bay is fascinating, but he's going to be behind Devontae Adams. But you do have Aaron Rodgers. And we talked about this over a month ago, longer than that. And I thought, if I'm Cleveland or I'm Green Bay, I reach out and say, what do you want for uh, Odell Beckham? Now, I don't know the financials. If, if they would have picked him up, could they have afforded him? I don't know that. But in my mind, I'm thinking, you want to go all in with Aaron Rodgers? Just say to Rodgers, do you want Odell? Because Odell wants you. Odell wants to play in Green Bay. But I don't know if they're going to be able to bring him in, uh, given everything that's going on. But if they can make that work, that would be pretty fascinating. It, it would certainly take the spotlight on what's happened with Aaron Rodgers recently. It's like, let's talk about Odell Beckham being a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, Paulie. If you're Beckham and his agent, though, shouldn't it be Tampa and everyone else second? You have the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Look what happened to Antonio Brown's career. This guy was out of the league and had no interest from anybody. And anyone complaining about him being in the league anymore? Tom Brady helped him clean up everything? Well, he had Brady in his camp, which helped, because Brady kept saying Brady wanted him in New England, and then they released him. He was not happy about that. And then he goes to Tampa. He wants to bring in Antonio Brown. Does Aaron Rodgers, does he still have some sway in the front office, given everything that's happened? Can he say, hey, let's go get him? Hey, I'll make this work. Yeah, McLovin. How about the Chiefs as an attractive spot for Odell? Sure. I mean, they don't have the, that second wide receiver. They have a second target, Travis Kelsey. They haven't replaced Watkins, I guess, is the problem there. Yeah. yeah. But he, does he want to be Sammy Watkins? I mean, he wants to be a star. Is he going to be a star there? I don't know, but here's the problem. When you have this much debate about placating a wide receiver, you're in trouble because it should be you come in like Randy Moss did to New England and you adapt to our system. You can't, you can't go, oh, we got we to gotta keep him happy. Oh, we got to give him his touches there. That's where it gets dangerous again. I don't want to give him all the power. I want him to understand you come in and this is the style. This is, this is how many touches. We don't want to hear anything about this. Hey, I'm not getting the ball. Come in and do what we ask you to do. And we have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, McClellan. Why do I feel like the Patriots is the worst idea? But if you want to be the go-to guy, you want to be the number one guy and you want to play for a great coach who you think will put you in a position to succeed – you have to be able to kind of co-sign with Mac Jones, which if I'm Odell Beckham, I don't want to go into that situation. I would rather go, let's make some headlines here. And let's go to Kansas City. Let's go to Tampa. Let's go to Green Bay. Let's go to Seattle. 
Although Seattle, I think less, you know, as far as, you know, the headlines. But I think if you were going to the other places, you'd certainly, you know, that, that would probably benefit you the most. If, but I don't know what his goals are. His goal might be to show the Cleveland Browns you screwed up. Just like when he went to Cleveland, he wanted to show the Giants that they screwed up. He keeps looking in his rearview mirror, and that's what I would tell him. Hey, keep your eye on the road. Straight ahead. Let's go. Stop. Hey, I'm going to prove you guys wrong. You could say Cleveland's already proved that uh, they don't need Odell Beckham. They go in and smoke the Bengals. And they're a better team without him. When everybody's healthy, they're a better team without him. Yes, he. If you look at the Patriots, they're kind of they're good for certain things. But if you're looking to get a long-term paycheck out of them, oh, not that's kidding. not happening. Yeah. But if you're looking to spend a year, maybe half a year, just keeping your head down, doing your work, proving to people that you could be a good teammate, where you have a coach who will be unflappable in his defense of you at all times, yeah. that's not that might be the place to do it. What about Dallas? Dallas is another team. It feels like there's 10 teams, but I don't think there's 10. There might be five. Because, you know, the, the Colts are on the list. I don't I can't see the Colts. Um, you know, the Rams, I don't see the Rams either. But I don't know what he thinks, what he wants. We haven't really heard from him. I mean, the first thing, if I had him on, I'd say, uh, what role did you play in the video your dad put out? Like, I would start there, and then we could kind of work our way wherever we needed to. Yeah, Pauline. I'm wondering how this works, and Tannenbaum could probably help us. If you're a GM and you're interested in signing a player, are you allowed to talk to that player, or do you just talk to his agent? I have no idea how that works. But if you were a GM, let's say the Packers GM, would you want to speak on a phone to Odell Beckham before you sign him? Sure. Is that allowed? Well, he's a free agent. Yeah, but I wonder if the agent would let that happen. Agents are very controlling. Yeah. You want your player to go to Green Bay? Yeah. We'd like to talk to you. Aaron would like to talk to you. Mike Tannenbaum, former GM, will join us coming up here in a moment. Uh, Joe Montana will also stop by a little bit later on and tell you why the Niners made the wrong decision drafting Trey Lance. They should have drafted Mac Jones. And also why Joe thinks Tom Brady can play as long as he wants because the rules have changed in the NFL. All of that coming up. Uh, the Packers got fined, as I told you they would. There would be no suspensions, $300,000. Rodgers gets off uh, lightly with a slap on the wrist with $15,000. And uh, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show and uh, kind of walked back some of his comments, sort of, but... Uh, you know, it's his version of an apology. If you were waiting for that, which I don't know how many people were, I still believe that he believes what he told us initially. He may have walked this back because it's probably better for business for him and to be able to just be a football player. But as he said to Pat McAfee, that he is that, an athlete, not an activist. I'm an athlete. I'm not an activist. So I'm going to get back to doing what I do best, and that's playing ball. Like, I shared my opinion. It wasn't one that was that was come to uh, frivolously. It involved a lot of study and what I felt like was in my best interest for my body. But further comments, you know, I'm going to keep between myself and my doctors. And, you know, I don't have any further comments about about any of those things after this interview. OK, so we move on. But I don't know who he's apologizing to. And if he was truly apologizing, teammates, media, I don't know. Fans, but uh, Aaron Rodgers might be able to play this weekend. At least he's hoping. He said there's a small chance he won't play against Seattle. Yes, Eaton. I'm just surprised he didn't say State Farm by name. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> I just want to apologize just to my agent, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Paul. It does feel like a long-term business apology. Like his agents and people got together and said, hey, look, we have a lot of plans for you two years from now, and you're public. you took a, a hit publicly. Yeah. That's what it feels like, a business decision. Yeah. I mean, there's so many angles to this. I tried to keep it with just football, what it means for football. Um, you know, I don't know who Aaron is considering, you know, the the woke media and cancel culture and all of that stuff. Um, you know, we reached out, love to have him on. And and this isn't an indictment on Pat McAfee because people were critical of Pat saying, you, do, you know, you got to ask questions and you kind of fight back and – that's not who Pat is. I mean, Pat got him on because he's Pat and, you know, and, and he's with A.J. Hawk, a former teammate. If he doesn't get him on, we don't hear any of this stuff. They have a partnership there. So I didn't, I wasn't critical at Pat McAfee as people said, oh, how would you have handled the interview? Well, how I handle it is different than Pat. But, you know, Pat has, you know, this is who he is. That's his personality. That's his style. It'd be like if he said, hey, why don't you lighten up, Dan, man? You get really serious. You know, I, it's too tough to do your own show, let alone let me be critical of somebody else's show. And all I wanted to do, you know, when I listened was, what am I getting out of this? What does any of this stuff mean? Does Aaron Rodgers still believe all of this stuff? Absolutely. Is he going to change? Probably not. But that's his opinion Pat McAfee chose that approach, letting Aaron have pretty much uninterrupted uh, stage and then the follow-up. And he tried on the follow-up, but Aaron wanted to say what he wanted to say. And that's the reason why he got him on, because Pat lets him have the platform to speak. Here is uh, something else that Aaron Rodgers said about himself. Look, I shared an opinion that is polarizing. I get it. And I misled some people about my status, which I take full responsibility of. But in the end, I have to stay true to who I am and what I'm about. Okay. So you're not apologizing. And who are you apologizing to? Aaron Rodgers meant what he said last week. That's it. This was damage control. Okay, we move on. But let me just see you play football, okay? Yes, Eden. I like that he does in that soundbite, which this might not be fair, but he's doing that same cutesy word thing mm, again, where he's, you know, are you vaccinated? Misled. I'm immunized. Yeah. Well, I didn't lie. I misled people. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And who did you mislead? <laughs> and if you did talk to a doctor with the NFL, just tell me who the doctor is, because maybe there's gray area here. Maybe, maybe you were told something, believed something. I'll go back to what I said initially. In Aaron's mind, he thought that he was protected. I truly believe that. He wasn't, but in his mind, he thought he was. Yeah, Paul. That wasn't an interception I threw the other day. That was sharing. <laughs> what if he did this with Fuller? That was I shared the ball with the defense. Uh, yeah, I didn't fumble the ball. Mm. I chose to give it to somebody else out of generosity. This program brought to you by <laughs> Impeller. Empower your investment portfolio with opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller is a new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. It's available now. Impeller is your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. We'll talk to Mike Tannenbaum, the former GM. Odell Beckham able to play this weekend. 
Can teams talk to him? Could a coach or GM reach out? Yes, he I heard he may sign as early as today. As early as today. Thank you. <laughs> That's Jimmy Jimerson with breaking news. There were a couple of Jimmy Jimerson moments yesterday. And I went, oh, no. Oh, dear. You know, he can sign as early as today. And I went, okay. As opposed to when? As early as the day before? No, he couldn't. Yes, yes, Paul. I've heard that Odell Beckham is a free agent and can sign with multiple teams. A lot of that. All right. Thank you. Jimmy Jimerson. All right, we'll take a break. We'll settle on a poll question. Stat of the day, play of the day, all of that forthcoming. Uh, We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike Tannenbaum works for the Mothership, ESPN front office insider, former NFL executive, and he founded the 33rd team, a football think tank consisting of uh, former NFL head coaches, GMs, and grad uh, students creating in-depth analysis on college and pro football. And that's the 33rd team provides insights with uh, a lot of depth and experience and perspectives here. And Mike uh, is kind enough to join us. Mike, can a GM talk to Odell Beckham? Can you ask for that right now? Absolutely. So after 4 o'clock, Dan, yesterday, he was a free agent and at 401. I'm on the phone with him if I'm the GM of any team that's contending. What about coach, quarterback? Does that happen? Absolutely. And we're going to tell him, hey, look, here's the exact role we want you to play. Here's a scheme. And you come in, and let's just flush what's happened in the past. Cleveland Giants, that's ancient history. Come in, give us eight meaningful regular season games. We'll go to the postseason. And we want to set you up, OBJ, to make a lot of money next March. Hopefully it's with us. If not, it'll be with another team. Yeah, if you had two questions, Mike, as a GM, what would you ask Odell Beckham? Number one, is it in the past the reputation was – you rather lose 49-47 and have 150 catches than win 10-6 with only one catch. Is that fair or unfair? And then number two would be is, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? And how do you expect to get there? See, I would want to know what, what role did he play in the video that was put out by his dad? Now, that, that you know, he kind of submarined Baker Mayfield or at least co-signed on this. Would that concern you as a GM signing Odell Beckham? Yeah, absolutely. I want to know that you're in charge of you and everybody else around you. And the pen's in your hand, OBJ, in terms of what you want everyone to think of you. Because right now there is noise. There's a lot of distractions. So you could flush it, and that could be ancient history. Or if that comes here and it doesn't work here, after your third team, usually you're, you're a minimum guy. So the pen's in your hand. What do you want people to think of you? The team that makes the most sense for Odell Beckham Jr. is who? You know, Dan, to me, it's Green Bay, and here's why. You come in, you're with Aaron Rodgers, you're on the opposite of Devontae Adams, you're in an ideal situation, and Aaron Rodgers, all that noise aside of what's just happened, Dan, he's running the program there, and he'll tell you exactly where you want to be, the routes, at what depth, and if you do this, you're going to get the ball. If you don't, we're going to get the ball to Alan Lazard, and Valdez, Scanley, and everybody else. So 
you need somebody who's strong conviction. It's a lot like Tom Brady, Antonio Brown. It's really a win-win, and having Aaron there will give OBJ the best chance to be successful. What about Tampa? What about Kansas City? What about Seattle? You got yeah. strong quarterbacks. Yeah, I think Tampa, there's just too much there between, you know, Antonio Brown, Godwin, Edmonds, Brock. I, I just don't know if there's enough opportunity. Kansas City, you know, they just try to run that same play, Dan, with Josh Gordon. So, I, you know, maybe three weeks ago, Seattle to me is a possibility. Um, and then the other team, you know, he's from Louisiana. And let's face it, the Saints have a really good defense. Michael Thomas is out for the year, but the quarterback situation right now is a big question mark. So if I was representing OBJ, the Saints would be at the bottom of that group because I just don't know how productive I would be. Yeah, I and, and you can't put him in a situation where he's going to respect Trevor Simeon. And Trevor Simeon, even though that's his number one receiver, you still have to placate him. And I think that's where Baker Mayfield got in trouble early is this is OBJ. I want him to be my friend. I want him to respect me. And defenses have to know this, Mike, that he is going to zero in on him. Are the Browns better without Odell Beckham? And if so, why? Yeah, Dan, it's really remarkable. The stats back it up, the tape backs up, because I think Baker just plays quarterback. You know, last week, Jarvis Landry had 11 yards receiving. He, he was a non-factor, but eight different players touched the ball. Chubb obviously had a big game. Denzel Ward had a pick six. They put up a lot of points because they were diverse on their offense. And Donovan Peoples-Jones was a big-time recruit coming out of the Michigan area. And when he played at Michigan, there was really just very poor quarterback play. I think he has a chance to be really good. I'm not saying like an elite star, but he could be a bona fide, really solid receiver. So they have a number of weapons, and they could just play offense and not worry about OBJ. He's Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider, former NFL executive. If you were the GM of the Browns, what would you do with Baker Mayfield long-term? I have massive concerns. He's height and speed deficient. And Dan, if you and I were running a team, he's maybe, maybe the sixth best quarterback in the AFC when you think about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. Like, this is the golden age of quarterbacks in the AFC. Arguably, he's the third best quarterback in the AFC North behind Lamar and Joe Burrow. So I'm paying him maybe in that mid-tier market, but we can't win a championship with Baker Mayfield. Do we want to go to war every day with the sixth or seventh best quarterback in our conference? But there is no mid-tier, though, Mike. This is what I keep arguing, that it feels like next guy up is going to make 40 to $45 million, or you cut him. I, I would love to have that, if I'm an agent, that there's a there's a landing spot here that I'm my guy's going to make $28 million a year. Let's, let's just throw out a random number here. That, that feels like it's amenable for both, both sides, but it doesn't happen. Why? Well, because there's massive egos on both sides, and, and you're right. The number to be is 28 to 30 with Kirk Cousins, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, to me, here's the conversation. Hey, you stay here. You're going to hit 100% of a double, which, by the way, is probably 130 to $180 million over the next six to seven years. And we could go keep Wyatt Teller, who we just signed. We're going to keep Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb. We have a really good team, and you're a meaningful part. Or you could go leave and go sign with some bad team and go make whatever the number is, $38 million, $39 million. You know, Maybe you get lucky and go to Carolina that has a great defense, but chances are you may go to a team that's rebuilding. So if you want to make the most money, it's not going to be here in Cleveland, but if you want to have a chance to win with a lot of good teammates, you're going to have to take, as you said, somewhere between $28 and $30 million. Why is Cam Newton 
still out of football? Dan, that's a great question. Every week on ESPN, I would sign Cam Newton to a two-year deal if I'm Pittsburgh, if I'm New Orleans, and here's why. Ben Roethlisberger had a great career. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's not good enough anymore, and he's declining this year, and he's worse next year. If you're the Saints, you don't have a quarterback under contract for next year, so the draft doesn't look great. Maybe Pickett out of Pitt could be a first-rounder, but if you get Cam Newton to sign for this year and next year, you're solidifying that position while you look for somebody else. And while he's not perfect, he's another year off of shoulder surgery. And I think it's a no-brainer to sign him to a two-year deal. What did you think of the Dolphins flirting with Deshaun Watson? They were doing their job. I mean, if you go back to uh, his freshman year at Alabama, when you come into these programs in the NFL or big-time college football, you're competing. He beat out Jalen Hurts. Hurts had a transfer to Oklahoma. And we always tell players, Dan, like, you're competing against the backups in this in this building and anybody else we can get. So it's competition. They were doing their job. And by the way, here's the other thing that was smart about what Miami did, Dan. If they're interested in him in March, they now have a massive head start over Carolina, Denver, and all these other teams. So if Tua can't handle and be mentally tough to know that there's going to be competition, they have the wrong guy. So I think what they did was smart and proactive. Let me uh, circle back to Aaron Rodgers before I let you go. Is he more likely to stay or less likely to stay with what just happened? I think it's a massive opportunity for the Green Bay Packers. I'm running into Aaron Rodgers' house. I'm Brian Gutekunst. I'm not going to do it and say, hey, we got your back. We're going to handle the fines, all the noise. Go be a great teammate. Go win a championship. And I'll tell you this, Dan. Ironically, I traded for Favre back with the Jets. You could hear in their voice that they knew they had something special with Aaron Rodgers. They don't have that with Jordan Love. This is an opportunity to start recruiting Aaron that, hey, you're, you're a big part of what we're going to do. You'll have a say on the roster. You're not going to be the GM, but if you suggest a guy like Randall Cobb, we're going to take that you know, into consideration. But we have your back. And to me, if I'm Green Bay, Dan, this is an opportunity at a time that he's getting criticized to show him how much we care about you. How did you initiate trade talks with Green Bay for Favre? I called every day. You know, to me, the word no is a great conversation starter. And it took us about three weeks to convince Brett that, like, coming to the Jets was not practicing in freaking Times Square, as ironically it was John Gruden, who was the head coach at Tampa. And we just wore him down. And we just put together a compelling case. We actually, I told him that I was going to find him every Tuesday that he didn't hunt or fish, and that there was a big farm about 10 miles from our facility. And, uh, we just we showed him that he can have a great experience both on and off the field. And but for a shoulder injury, Dan, I'm sure he would be taking uh, level 42 CBD now. If he could have back then, he would have uh, he would have uh, maybe got us over the hump. But who, Brett, Brett was a great experience. Who were you competing against to get Favre? It was Tampa, and what and the problem for us was, you know, he was in Mississippi. He played for John Gruden in up in Green Bay. And he didn't know Brian Schottenheimer, our coordinator, Eric Mangini, or myself. So we actually sent Google Google satellite imaging of this farm and said, hey, Brett, every Tuesday you are not allowed in the building. You have to hunt and fish. You're going to be in the building three days a week. We got a great bunch of dudes. You're going to be really happy here. And let's go beat New England. And, you know, we finally, you know, after about three weeks of getting the word no, we finally got him over the hump. But – you also are fighting this image of you go to New York and, oh, my God, I got to deal with all of this. You don't have to deal with any of that. You guys are, you know, out in the suburbs in New Jersey. 
Right, but Dan, you know that, and I know that. Like, you're a Northeast guy. You're in Connecticut. If you're Brett Favre and you're on a 500-acre farm, and I saw it when we went to get them, it's every inch of 500 acres. New York is a very intimidating place, and I, I will go to my grave convinced that once he got those Google satellite images of this farm, and it's a 12-minute 12 12 drive from Florham Park to this farm, that he was going to have a great experience, and I think that was a game changer because – all he kept hearing from Tampa is, if you go to the Jets, you're going to be in Times Square. There's traffic. You're going to hate it there. So this is a guy that was from the South, went to school in the South, played in Green Bay, and we had to convince him that there was actually, you know, we have trees in New Jersey. <laughs> Mike, great to catch up with you as always. Thanks. Great stuff. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts hall of famer joe montana joining us on the program good morning joe how are you Good morning, Mr. Patrick. How are you? Doing okay. Are you more invested in watching Notre Dame or the 49ers? <laughs> um, that, probably both. Um, I haven't seen much of either team play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you care to watch football? Like, did you? Were you ever really a big fan? Yeah, I enjoy watching it. The, the problem is we've just been we've just been on on the you know on the road a little bit here, uh, moving around, and uh, we you know we finally got we, we canceled a couple of trips over to Europe, and we finally got over there for a little bit and spent some time. So missed a few weekends and had some friends come by last weekend for when we were up in the wine country. So missed that weekend. So I catch one every now and then here and there, but uh, no, I, I think I love watching the game. I'm not sure Jennifer does, but uh, as much as I do by far, but ho- hopefully when the boys come over, then I get to turn the TV up back on. Are you <laughs> so. recognized in uh, Europe? Um, mostly by Americans that are okay. there, you know, when you get in the larger cities, but um, not, not as much, you know, I, I think what happens is people go, um, are, by the time you get past them there, I can't remember. <laughs> it's all the gray hair and loss of hair, I think. And you like to wear your jersey when you go overseas. Yeah, you know, I, I bring both the red and the white. <laughs> Home and away? Yeah, just in case. You know. Did you save anything from your Super Bowls? Um, <clears throat> I have. What's funny is I saved the jerseys. Um, the one, the red jersey is um, the same jersey I wore. Uh, I wore the same one twice. The white one I didn't. The first white one I did, I don't believe I saved. But the last one, yeah. But the red jersey is funny because we, if you notice in the second time we wore them, the, 
the stripes are different on my jersey than someone else's on the rest of the team because Jennifer packed in my suitcase as a surprise that jersey. So I wore that jersey instead of the other red ones that everybody else had on from the first time we wore red. But that would be a uniform violation and you would be fined now, Joe. Yes, I know. <laughs> and I'm, but it would have taken them too long to figure it out. But, uh, and then, but I, look, I look, boy, yeah, they gave us so much crap about our socks yeah. being right height and all the time and the stripe has to be certain. I mean, I watched the teams today. I was watching the Chiefs the other day. Man, some socks are all white, some are all red, all pulled up. Depends on how they pull them up. I go, isn't that a fine today? I thought so uniform. Yeah, they, they didn't do that back then. But. I was uh, talking about, you know, Scottie Pippen has been kind of on the warpath. He's, you know, criticizing Michael Jordan, you know, and, you know, for whatever reason or his reasons. But I was wondering if you and Jerry Rice, did, did you guys ever have conflict of, you know, who was getting most attention or who deserved the most attention? Like, did you, did you have any ego fights there? No, no, not at all. You know, every now and then, uh, like all wide receivers, if you don't, if they don't get the ball enough, you know, except for JT never said a word on the other side, but after a while, like Jerry never said a word. I mean, he was quiet and he was quietest out there. And then you would go, Jerry, if you threw the ball somewhere, J- JR, did, did you have him? And he go, Oh yeah. And then you, you turn on the film and he's like, Three guys on him. Yeah, because I didn't know if there was a, you know, like whose team is it or, you know, because Jerry's oh, no, recognized as maybe the greatest player of all time or certainly in that conversation. So I, I didn't know if there was any of that with you guys. No, never. You know, I mean, there was, a, like I said, occasion if the game was tight or something and we were losing and he wasn't getting the ball and, you know, he might say something. Uh, or get a little upset, but in most cases, he, I, I mean, I, I, it was hard to get words out of him, you know, to try to, you know, or even to find out whether he was, hey, I can beat him on this, or, you know, usually you, you talk, but well, there for the longest time, he was, you know, we was pulling teeth to get him to talk to you, so, but it was more talking, to, I would talk to him, and and then eventually he started coming back around, starting understanding that, hey, we need, we need to communicate, so, and I think things got um, you know, better for us to understand what each of us were thinking on play. So um, it was pretty good. You were talking about better. rule changes and how they prolonged Tom Brady's career. What do you think the biggest rule change is that's allowed him to play as long as he has? I think taking away those the big hit. I mean, that it, you know, years ago, you used to be the guy who could stand there and deliver the ball accurately down the field when – you know the guy who's three feet away from you is going to, not only is he going to hit you, but he's going to plant you and land on top of you. And that's where all the injuries are, I think, as a quarterback. We're the only guy that's standing still that gets hit. Um, most everyone else has a chance to either make a move, get away from something, but quarterbacks usually gets hit while he's standing still. So, and you, and you get out, you're outweighed by a, at least 100 plus pounds all the time. So they stop that little bit of, uh, you know, compression into the ground. And, and I think that's where most guys got hurt. So uh, taking that away allows you to, yeah, physically play a little. Is somebody at the door? I think we've, we, the, the connection's not very good there, Joe. I want to make sure you get in the plug here. Uh, 
By the way, Joe just turned 65 a couple of months ago, and uh, he's teamed up with WellCare. He's providing tips on how to choose Medicare plans, stay healthy at 65 and beyond. Uh, Todd, if Joe can't rejoin us, then, you know, I, I was able to give the plug there and just, you know, we'll catch up with him at some other point.